Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bonneau, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! Start with uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your company. What do you do? All right. So uh, I am the CEO of Opti Offer. Uh, before getting into tech, I basically used to sell commercial kitchen equipment. So I had a pretty regular local job uh, selling equipment, commercial equipment for restaurants. And uh, well, a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, I've uh, I wanted to make a change, and also uh, the whole business started from uh, uh, from my own problems at at work. And what we are doing right now, uh, as as a company, we are actually uh, we want to change the way uh, businesses uh, buy and sell commercial equipment and supplies uh, by changing how product catalogs work. Uh, okay. And uh yeah so uh in in a nutshell think of opt the offer as a network that helps uh, food service owners connect with curated suppliers and manufacturers of equipment and supplies and at the same time suppliers and manufacturers connect with each other to create some sort of bit uh, like a business hubs using uh, our technology uh, that we call e-catalogs to manage the you know deals, configure products, and do business business together basically, mm-hmm. uh, and in the end, the the point uh, the the point of the uh, uh, the, the point of the offer is to get rid of uh, PDFs, Excel's, and hundreds of emails containing text and calls. Uh, yeah, I was just ask you how did that work before, or how does that generally yeah. work without your product? Yeah, it 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 kind of still works the same as it did in 1980s. To be honest with you, so uh, it's uh, everything starts from a, nowadays. Of course, the only change is it starts from a PDF rather than a printed catalog. But uh, it's a PDF is basically the digital version of a printed catalog. But you know, for commercial equipment, those are highly customizable, highly uh, highly specific equipment. And it's not like, uh, uh, you know, like a laptop that you can just, you, you look it up and you buy it. It's mm-hmm. more complex and the sales process is a lot more, uh, more complicated than, than, uh, than, you know, usual uh, commerce, e-commerce, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, this means that everything from the manufacturer to distributors, to resellers, to end customers, uh, happens with PDFs, Excels, lots of Excels, uh, you know, orders and whatnot, emails, texts, WhatsApps, Telegram, whatever you can think it's of. Kind of all over uh, the place, yeah. it, it's all over the place. And uh, there's not one network that fits this kind of, uh, this kind of, uh, how, can I, how can I say, uh, this kind of business. Uh, and well, we are trying to create that. It's it's it's, it's not an easy job, and it's not uh, you know, B two B is usually closed, and uh, not a lot of folks are open, like in social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, businesses try to protect themselves, uh, and opening up sometimes seems counterintuitive, but uh, you know, actually it helps. 
uh, as we saw, for example, in, in e-commerce, the way it exploded, basically they, you know, the whole market opened up to the whole world. It wasn't just a brick and mortar store going inside. Yeah. You could browse, configure and buy everything online. And the commercial equipment side, uh, it's still in its shell and uh, we are trying to break it and just open, open it up to, to to anyone basically, because you never know where a, a new restaurant owner might come in. But if you, for example, Tatiana were to open a restaurant and try to find your equipment for that, uh, well, if you if you ever think of it, uh, well, it's gonna be a really rough ride to uh, to get to know and uh, and buy these equipment. If, if, even if you have the money, it's not easy to buy the equipment. Oh, no, I actually, you know, the funny thing is, uh, years ago I used to do the marketing for a restaurant chain, and even though it wasn't directly my job, eventually I actually got involved because, like, every time they would open a new location. You would have to order everything, you know, that goes with it. And it's like they, they obviously like in the best case scenarios, they had people that they've worked with before. But, you know, you don't open unless like you're, you're super rich, I don't know, and successful, but you don't open yeah. new um, outlets every month. So sometimes there's like two years or three or more between yeah. one and the other. So those people have either like changed moved on there are better options on the market though you want different things that they don't offer anymore so i actually got involved not because it was my job but because it was like such a mess to try and find everything and we had to deal with people from abroad so my colleagues that were handling that they didn't even they couldn't even communicate with them it was just like crazy it was it was a mess yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's true that's true so you actually had one of these experiences and yeah, yeah. it's 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 like this. We we thought at first it was only in our country. Uh, we are we are originally from Romania, but then we slowly opened to uh, to the world, and basically it it kind of is the same. We haven't experienced, for example, the you know United States that much, but in Europe, uh, yes, it's a uh, it's a rough situation uh, uh, like the one that you described before. Mm. Well, not only that, I think the the um, like the, the chain I was talking to was in Bulgaria, actually. So, and the, mm. we, they were importing um, a lot of, um, com it's a commercial kitchen, is that what it's called? Like a yeah, you know, yeah. restaurant from Italy. So it's, uh, it's very, it's already very globalized, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's I mean, actually uh... things that I have no idea, like I haven't looked at your software mm. on the inside, but that is, I'm assuming something that you could even incorporate where you would add people with connecting with other people and sort out even the communication for them, like the translation and, yeah. and, and logistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's exactly what we're doing. I mean, regarding data, you are buying in Europe, for example, Italy is uh, probably the biggest manufacturer in uh, commercial kitchen equipment, everything from ovens to gas ranges to whatever. They are crazy about it. Mm. And, uh, you know, getting the data from Italian to, I don't know, Romanian, Bulgarian, whatever you can think of as language and, you know, fixing, I as a restaurant owner want to buy from this brand because I like and I probably I worked with it before. Mm -hmm. uh, getting to that manufacturer or that specific distributor is a tough job. And we are trying to streamline everything. So if I want a new, a brand new uh, commercial kitchen iPhone, I can get it uh, in, in in ten minutes, or at least open a discussion 
so uh, so I can purchase it basically. Yeah. Cool. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, well, I've I sold equipment for two years and uh, maybe two to three more for in business development. So I saw firsthand, uh, you know, how it is to work with the restaurant owner as a reseller, and then me uh, trying to find new uh, new manufacturers or new or new kind of equipment from uh, uh, from other places. So uh, I I happened to 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 navigate the whole supply chain, and uh, that's when it hit me that you know there's there, there's so, there's something missing. There's something that needs to be fixed because it was horrible. It, it it's it's extremely hard to to work and you know to to communicate with all these people and find data about products and catalogs and brochures and pictures and whatever you can think of to make a business successful, it's hard to find. Mm. So, uh, it's it the best way to do it. I think like I had a tiny, tiny experience with that. And, and obviously like you can see there is a problem and it could be potentially done better, but I, no way I could have come up with how. I mean, you, you literally, yeah. you saw it from the inside, from both sides as well. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? What was the process like, the name for the brand? Uh, yeah, so uh, me and my co-founder aren't really marketing guys, or we 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 are not that kind of. I mean, we see colors with blue and green. We are not really that in depth with uh, you know, with with definite goals with marketing or branding. But we we actually knew, and we always wanted to start with the branding. Uh, at first, we've had uh, the branding done by some guy on Fiverr which uh, didn't really uh, satisfy us at all. So we, we actually found um, a really nice brand strategist from, uh, from one, of, uh, one of the bigger cities in Romania. And she, by the way, three years later, she is a co-founder of our company as well. She's a late co-founder. So uh, our, our roads intersected, but yes, she, uh, she worked as a brand strategist and uh, we we kept the name, so Opti Offer was the first the first one, which basically uh, we thought it was cool, but you know it's the optimum way to offer your products mm -hmm. to the market. Uh, that's what we are trying to to push. And uh, at first, she 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 suggested we change the name. We kind of refused to do so. I'm not sure if that's a good decision or not. So uh, I'm not sure if that's if, if that's a good one, but we were happy we got the .com domain as well. Uh, so we were pretty pretty sure with the name, and then she helped us do the whole visual uh, changes. You know the colors that we need, the fonts. Uh, whole, I, I learned so much stuff regarding branding that I didn't even know existed. Uh, but she's helping us keep everything on track, you know, making sure that the app stays within the brand, the website stays within the brand, social media presence is within the brand, even the colors from our pictures is within the brand. So we, we didn't know this, but uh, with her help, with her continuous help, we are actually learning and I myself learned a lot and uh, I can right now do Instagram pictures on myself and, uh, you know, just modify them so it fits our brand, which is, yeah. I, can, I <laughs> actually, you know what, I actually noticed that on your, uh, I think on the announcement for your funding, 
there is a picture yeah. and i was like oh that's all nicely like with the colors and the blue that do you know what i mean it, it, it does catch your eye even on subconscious level it does make makes a difference yeah thank nikita by the way her name is nikita as, as, as mine it's uh, it's a bit oh, okay. of confusion around the company but yes uh <laughs> she's the one that helped us uh realize this basically and just uh, you know say hey you need to be careful with this because it no, matters exactly no that, that's the thing and we oftentimes i, I oftentimes see that it, it's a very sadly similar story with um you know Startups, I guess, go through those stages of yeah, the name doesn't the name doesn't matter, the brand name doesn't matter. You know, if the product works, it's okay. Then it's like the domain name doesn't matter, the visuals don't matter, the socials don't matter. And the problem with all of that is that like people think, see, we we're doing okay. It's like you don't have a way to compare. Like you don't yeah. know what you're missing if you've never had it, and it can actually literally like stab you in the back, and you won't even know it was that. So it's really yeah. it's really good that you've had somebody early on to 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 capture and take care of those things, and I think it does make a huge difference. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, uh, regarding branding, uh, we actually at the company that I worked before selling the whole kitchen, we uh, they tried to do a rebranding after mm -hmm. fifteen years or so, or ten years of of, of existence. And that went really weird. I mean, the customers didn't actually know what's happening if it's if we were still alive. So, uh, <laughs> actually, it got me thinking. Okay, I sh we should care about brand. We didn't know how to do it at all, but we should care about having at least consistency or uh, uh, you know, knowing at least before what is a direction so we can have some sort of a, a different uh, you know a, a, a different path because from 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 the way i see branding is the company is like a person so if you if i would uh, you know tattoo myself in two days from all my body people wouldn't know that i'm uh, that i'm myself and i wouldn't wear my glasses and branding from what i can see is basically how the company looks uh, in the whole population of other companies and how others can recognize and you know know and feel that this is Tatiana, this is Nikita, uh, basically this is the smartbranding.com, this is Opti Offer. And not doing it from the beginning means that you, you probably are the best runner, but nobody knows how you look, how you talk, how, how you feel. So even, uh, even if they would see you on the street, they wouldn't know who you are. Absolutely. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's good that you can run fast but if nobody knows who you are then well it's 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 not the yeah. you know the whole impact that you would like to have <laughs> yeah it, it, it's that it's 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 wasting all the other efforts as well draining all the other efforts and and it kind of doesn't like why would you do that to yourself it just doesn't make sense yeah absolutely um, you are based in Romania, you said, and your target audience is what? So uh, we have two sides. We are kind of a, a, a marketplace. So first, uh, food owners from, you know, cafe owners, restaurant owners, food truck owners, every, uh, you know, people that own a food business uh, mm -hmm. are the, uh, uh, the demand side of our platform. 
And then we have the supply side, which is, uh, you know, can be resellers, distributors, or manufacturers of commercial kitchen equipment, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the size of the company, you know, resellers can be a one person company, distributors, 50, 100 persons and manufacturers, well, manufacturer kind of needs to be a bigger company to make sense economically. So uh, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a split, but let's say the demand and supply, food owners and suppliers of commercial equipment, the simplest mm -hmm. way to, to explain it. Mm -hmm. And you can work across Europe. Sorry. You you work across Europe or in terms of geography? Yeah. yeah no, actually, uh, we are we are focusing on the entire Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, we started with Romania as it's our home country, but yeah. uh, we are actually right now in full on speed moving towards uh, uh, you know tr trying to cover the whole Europe. And uh, that means, you know, opening to thousands more, more, more supply and demand companies, which is, which is not really easy. And, you know, in Europe, you have tens of languages, tens of different languages yeah. that you need to take care of. English is a first good step, but then, uh, you know, a, a restaurant owner from a small village, maybe he doesn't talk English, but he mm -hmm. is... Uh, you know, a, a, a very good customer. And again, a manufacturer from a small village in Italy is another good uh, supply side customer. So uh, it's hard with Europe regarding languages from, uh, from our point of view, but uh, at least we don't have differences in the way businesses go. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Oh, reminds me of um, another startup that we, we have an interview with actually um, re, um, rephrase. I think they. I'll send you the. I'll send you the interview after that because that, they, that's exactly what they're doing. They're translating um software into different languages because that that's a okay. problem. I think many people are having nowadays with, with globalization, obviously, and especially yeah, it's one thing to translate a document, another thing to translate a you know a whole ecosystem of uh, software. So that's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, that's that, that's pretty cool if they could solve. I mean, we have highly technical equipment, so uh, translating it even from English to Romanian sometimes is hard for me. Uh, okay. If it, Yeah, it's weird. You but, recently raised... Go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you raised funding recently. So how is that process like? Um... Well, we kind of did, uh, I, I mean, I first started without, uh, without actually knowing. So um, I like trying new stuff and getting out of, uh, getting out of my usual day. And uh, I entered the contest uh, that basically said, pitch your idea and see where it goes. So I pitched my idea and it actually went to, uh, to 50,000 euros funding. Um, it was, uh, it was at first a, uh, 15 minute pitch. And after that, uh, we had three more meetings or interviews with the jury and other, you know, jury that contain other tech and uh, entrepreneurs. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I mean, from, from my point of view, it was luck and, you know, good timing as well. Entered the contest, did the whole process and ended up with 50K. 
uh, and right now we are redoing what we uh, we first started. The fifty thousand years are uh, pretty good money, but you know in tech it's not really that much. Uh, I mean, a good developer highly mm. exceeds that sum a year, uh, but. Uh, it got off off the ground and actually helped us cover uh, covered uh, a, 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 a pretty good size of the Armenian market. And right now, moving towards Europe, we have started an, uh, the the seed round, which is the second uh, the second funding round. And now we are looking for uh, for uh, for a lot more runway uh, of a four million euro round just so we can actually cover and uh, you know uh, cover the entire europe and document uh, 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 the uh, the supply and demand side mm -hmm. cool that's exciting <laughs> so yeah my next question oh yeah there was another one oh, what what's new and exciting so outside of obviously like raising funding and expanding to europe <laughs> What's new and exciting? Uh, you mean in our company? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are actually excited to uh, uh, Nikita, the uh, the brand strategist and uh, 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 the designer. Actually, that's our exciting new uh, new story. Is that she's uh, uh, she's she likes working with us so much and she likes the 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 company and the idea and what we want to do that uh, you know she is in for being a co-founder which is a big, big big difference from uh, you know being a, an employee a contractor how you, you you want to call her to being mm -hmm. a co-founder it's a lot more responsibility and it didn't came from us she was the one that uh, said uh, I want in and I want more mm -hmm. than uh, uh, I want more than money I want skin in the game uh, which proves that we what we are doing at least internally is uh, is good. Mm. Well, yeah, of course that's very. I mean, that's somebody. Well, not like it's not somebody you pitched with a good presentation. It's somebody <laughs> who's really in the company and and they see how things are going, which is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think yeah. Let's let's set it here. I, I'm sure we can talk a lot more. I, I was having like other ideas, like what else can you add in the future to no because because um, I'm I was in software development at some point, so I'm I'm having all those. Oh, if you offering, you know, like kitchen supplies, why not decoration and other things that you know when somebody's yeah. offering they need other stuff. It's like now leave that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean long. that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 a long term game. But I mean, uh, the suppliers themselves can register for free and add their products. So if if there if there were a company that that would see what you are seeing right now and they would sell decorations for restaurants or stools or whatever you can think of uh, uh, besides equipment, they could actually add it themselves and uh, and do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's open, so we we don't put in any pressures on that. But yeah, I mean that's that's the whole point. You want to offer restaurant, you want equipment or supplies. Uh, there is one place that would that will help you connect with uh, manufacturers, distributors, or resellers uh, uh, based on your needs and budgets, and you know a lot of transparency going on. So you will know how much your equipment will cost. It will not be a surprise for you when you get a quote. Uh, mm. But yeah that's uh 
you know, that's what we are trying to do. So if you have any friends that, that, that want to open a restaurant in, uh, in, in Europe, just make sure to tell yeah, them to check our- No, no that, that's, that, that, I mean, in my whole experience around that and questions I had in my head come from, from that, I'll definitely, definitely recommend you. All right. Uh, oh. Well. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'll, Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.